Okay, before we get started with this brand new episode for season two, I wanted to quickly remind you that the JMC website is up and running courtesy of my man, Jose Garcia of Odd Curious. JMCpod.com is the website. Check it out. I have all of my interviews right there to listen to. I'm also starting a blog journal section. I'll be sharing some in-depth thoughts. Also, a merchandise section coming very soon. And of course, please show me some love. I have a support section. It'll take you to my bio. Buy me a coffee page, throw me five bucks, I might mess around and buy a coffee. I love you guys. Thank you so much. JMCPOD.com. Oh, hey, how are you all doing? I didn't see you there. Were you waiting long? My apologies. My apologies if you've been waiting long. How are you? Sometimes I like to pretend that I'm in a room full of people when I record. I, oh, hey, how are you? Sorry about that. Were you waiting long? That's that's something I've been working on. Like, like trying to be smooth with the way I introduce myself into a room. You know, like, hey, how are you? How are you? Fucking A. Look at you, you beautiful fucks. Like, you know, just trying to break the ice smooth. You know, maybe the cursing, maybe the cursing is a little too much, but you get my drift, right? Anyway, how the hell are you? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, as they say. My name is Felix C. Arroyo. This is the Journeyman Chronicles, JMC, and we are back. Another week, another guest, another interview, another journey. My, oh, my. I am, I am, uh, listen, I, I don't know what's going on right now. I'm feeling pretty good. I promise I'm not drunk or high. I'm just feeling pretty damn good. I'm feeling pretty damn good. Uh, got another episode for you. Uh, I'm ready to get this going. Ready to rock and roll. I know you are. I know whatever it is you're doing right now, you're ready to get this shit on, right? You're ready to fucking rock and roll. You put the earbuds in, you put the headphones on, you're working, you got JMC on, you got your coffee, you got your mixed drink, I don't know, whatever the fuck you're doing. Your water, you're working out, you're driving, you're driving, and you're drinking an energy drink. Huh? Maybe a slushy. They opened up a 7-Eleven near me. What the fuck? Haven't seen a 7-Eleven in, I don't know, 22 years. Everything is opening up where I live. They they built, they took farmland and they built like 32 warehouses. And they just waited for businesses to fill them up. They just said, y'all really going to have to fill these up. We already know what you need. We need more warehouses. I mean, look, I, people need jobs. So there's jobs, right? Fuck it, no. I can't complain. I can't be mad at that. It's a little it's a little different. It's a lot more traffic. You know, they've got the new Penn Medicine Hospital off of Harrisburg Pike. You know, I mean, it's a little different, but we got a hospital now. You know? What are you, you going to do? You know, you got to roll with it. You can't fight change. You know? Uh, and anyway, that's enough of my rant. If you want to call it that. But I'm getting ready to introduce to you now episode 48. 
we are creeping closer to 50 damn episodes. This week, I get to speak with Janelle Almodovar, and she is the owner of Jay Almodovar. Now, what is Jay Almodovar? Let me explain to you, uh, because I am humbly admitting that I don't know anything about this world that I'm, I'm about to embark in. Uh, what Janelle's doing is she's creating bags and, and sometimes some jackets here and there, maybe some uh, you know purses if you want to call it that. Little, but, but mainly her mainly her bag is bags, and she's creating these fashionable poppy bags. Are so dope. They're so vibrant. They are one of a kind. Each one that she makes is unique. Same thing with her jackets. She's got a wonderful journey because she's been doing this for a while and it wasn't easy. And I really enjoy talking with Janelle because, you know, we got to share some thoughts on the things you have to give up in order to pursue a passion or a dream. Uh, the things that you have to do that aren't fun. And there's some things that I also got to learn from Janelle because she's been doing this, you know, for 18 years. And she's going to share how, you know, starting off, it was not easy easy where she's at now it's not like she just snapped her fingers poof there she was so as much as i you know enjoyed putting this episode together for you i also i also was learning some things i i even messaged janelle a few weeks back and you know asked her some questions i picked her brain i got some advice because uh, you know i'm trying to trying to get these uh <clears throat> these hoodies I got JMC hoodies here. Shameless plug. I got JMC hoodies here. JMCpod.com. Check out my JMC hoodies. It's cold. Bitches, it's cold. Get yourself a JMC hoodie now. Anyway, uh, back to Janelle. But uh, I I'm excited. She was very, very uh, easy to talk with. And she was nervous uh, to do this interview. Uh, but she, she just did so well. You know, and she shared this wonderful journey, this wonderful story. And I, here it is for you all to listen to. I got it for you. I'm ready to roll. God, I fucking talk way too goddamn much. I apologize. I'm just excited. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. And, you know, fuck it. It's my podcast. If you don't like it, then, you know, tell me in uh, in the comments and help bring traffic to my website by going to jmcpod.com. Anyway, here we go. This is episode 48. This is Janelle's journey. And these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Let's go. Yeah. And I know uh, a little bit, obviously, and I like to keep it like that because obviously the interview, I wanted to kind of unfold. Yeah. Itself, yeah. But I like how natural. Thank you. You're allowing it to be. Yeah. Like, you know, it's no prep, no. No. Stage, no. Practice. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's a fine line, too, because there's a lot of that that I like. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot where I'm like, well, I don't want it to be. I just want it to be organic. Yeah. So I try to find like I try to do as much as I can. Um, so that when my guest is here, it is natural, but I'm somewhat prepped. 
I'm not coming yeah. into it blind. Yeah. But if I do have to go into it blind, I'm comfortable with that too. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I kind of like, just, I like to, like I, I scrolled your, your feed here and there <laughs> and I'm looking at what you're doing and yeah. um, Alexandra purchased one of your bags and so I'm looking oh, at yeah, that. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. her name on my order list. Yeah, and they're yeah. they're really, really dope. So obviously, let's start there. Uh, okay. Are you from Lancaster? Are you from Lancaster? So I grew up um, closer to Reading. Okay. In the country, um, in East Earl, if you've ever heard of it. Yes, my it's father. I like, think my father lives in East Earl. Really? Is that out past New Holland? Yeah. 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 So like up towards Bowmansville. Yep. Yep. That area. I grew up um, on like a little farm. I grew up Mennonite. Okay. Um, like pretty conservative. Yeah. Like, you know, dresses. Sure. Church the bonnets and all that. And, and, yeah. yeah. Actually, I wore the bonnet once <laughs> was that a conscious decision and then i was like nah, i don't know if this is for me but um yeah so i grew up there i went to um lancaster mennonite okay which is what brought me down to lancaster sure yeah so so yeah. your, your upbringing was was conservative yeah uh, very conservative you know do you look back and go like you know there's a lot i uh, i'm i appreciate or were you are you i mean I, i've worked with mennonites and yeah I, and i and i I actually joked around on a previous episode and I'm trying to make sure I know for a fact I didn't mention his name. So I'm going to keep it that way. <laughs> but I used to work for a guy uh-huh. who was Mennonite, but he was like, we would, we were doing commercial electric and he was like, listen, on our lunch breaks, bring movies in because uh, they weren't allowed to watch movies. They weren't allowed to do, listen to any type of music yeah. or something like that. Is that, is so that that's true? so funny that you said that because I have friends now that are like, I have to make a list of everything that you missed out on. Yeah. Like there's a ton of pop culture that I am like, I don't know, never heard of it. Even to this day, I don't know what I never backtracked. Oh, so you never like said, okay, now I'm going to go and now enjoy what I missed. So I feel like I just started actually when I started dating my husband, I was like, movies like you have cable where get out <laughs> it sounds so crazy he'll tell you that when we were dating i would like just be you've probably heard stories like this i don't know if you have it but as a kid we could watch like two channels like there yeah. was like it was very select yeah so um but for the most part we were blocked from like i got you pop culture yeah so i used to like be all over my um husband now but gotcha like yeah his tv with the style channel gotcha gotcha just like yeah like i can't hear you just <laughs> yeah. zoned in yeah you were, um, it was like uh it was like a whole new world i'm sure yeah yeah you. but as a teen i would sneak like fashion magazines yeah stuff like that because i was intrigued by it i grew up around women that um were crafty like mennonite women sure, yeah sewing you just do it you learn at like five years old yeah how to sew and um the women in my family were like super crafty but i wanted something more you know like gotcha. i don't just want to quilt and make clothes and you know i wanted more yeah so i was just in- intrigued by that fashion world but like didn't have too much access to it yeah but you know i found ways <laughs> yeah um i like uh I never thought about the dynamic of Mennonite women having to sew 
and being really, really good at it. Yeah. But it makes sense because, yeah, especially growing up in Lancaster County. Yeah. You know, and, and going through it. And, and I'm, you know, and I want you to uh, jump in on this because I don't mean to compare to Amish. I don't uh, know no, if that's a, a common. It's, 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 common. it's pretty Very much the common. same. Yeah. Because you go through Amishville. Mm hmm. And it, and that's obviously like they obviously that's a, a part of their bread and butter is what they sell as far mm-hmm. as quilts and, and clothing. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing now and, and I do want to get into that. But before we do what what you're doing now, obviously, you learned the trade of the craftsmanship in regards to being a seamstress or, or yeah. does that make sense? Is, mm-hmm. that, is that fair to say? Yeah. How how young were you when you started like getting Prob- at a young age? Yeah. Yeah. Probably like five, six is when I learned how to start to sew. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the way that I was taught was very like methodical, you know, like you do things a certain way. And I was like, mm, I'm going to do it like this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I like about what your, your bags and, and your jackets that, um, that I was going through and seeing mm-hmm. was like, and especially Alexandra's is there's a lot of there's a pot, there's pop to it. It doesn't yeah. just sit there and blend in, which, yeah. is, which is what I, I like because it's, it's almost like that, that stands out, but it fits in. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. And yeah. So it's, it goes it's with anything, but it's not like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's, I don't know. Was that your way of saying like, I don't want to be, I don't want to do the normal shit. I just want to make Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, not that anybody can make a handbag, but you know, there's ton the the market is saturated. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to find my look, you yeah. know, like and I still tap into, you know, like the quilting skills and those things, but like totally in my way in sure. the look that I've developed over the years. It took me a long time to really like figure out what my look was. Mm. And now I feel like I still do things that are different, but I always come back to all the color. Like yeah. I want all the color, all the bright. It just there's like a lot of neon yellow. Yeah, My wife yeah. has that in her bag. Oh which, yeah, which is I I kind of like that. At first, I was like, that's completely different, and I was like, wow, I never seen that before. But the more I see it, the more I see it, I'm mm-hmm. like, that's actually kind of fire. Where? How did you get hip to like? You said you were reading fashion magazines as a young girl. Where, yeah, how, like how we weren't allowed. I wasn't allowed to um, have that stuff just because it, it was seen as like immodest. Sure, you know. But um, Lancaster Mennonite, I, there were tons of exchange uh. students, you know. So when I went there, I was exposed to more, you know, even though it's a Mennonite school. Yeah. It was, I don't know, just more exposure to um, cultures and different yeah. people and um, super inspired by the exchange students. Okay. That would come from like Japan and Korea, just like their style just intrigued me but yeah I, I just would find my inspiration other places yeah when you said that you, when you met your husband and you went through a whole like you, know, you didn't know about the movies or and you didn't backtrack <laughs> is that something now as as you know the americana experience in this life do you find yourself i'm sure you're focused on on what you're doing but yeah you know the rest the rest of the world can get carried away with uh, knowing the one-liners from certain movies and then like the the talking about pop culture yeah. has its own type of pop culture. Do you find yourself like, I don't really get distracted with that. I don't get distracted with social media. I'm in, I'm kind of in my own world when, I, when I'm working or, or did um, you, do you have a desire to be like, let me get 
let me get my fill now that that I there's a whole world out here that I have. I feel like as far as social media goes, I use it like my fashion magazine. Okay. Like I use it for inspiration. But as far as like pop culture, like trivia night, count me out. Yeah. I'm no good. <laughs> I cannot help you. <laughs> but um, so, no, I don't find myself like um researching or yeah. like trying to figure the i'm just like i'm lost yeah <laughs> i don't even know where to start with that well i would think i mean that's like <laughs> i said it, it, i would think it would be overwhelming if you would try yeah yeah um but when it comes to the fashion world do you i mean you said you're using facebook like fashion magazine so you're getting uh when you see something that catches your eye in regards to fashion mm-hmm. that's where you start tapping into your your social media, your social media work is, is do you, are you following fashion designers that yeah, you admire yeah, and look yeah. up to? Yeah. Yeah. I who, definitely who, who, who do are that. you following? Like who's inspiring? Um, you? Mm, I'm terrible with names. I no, follow like a lot of street style. Um, is that your bag then the street, the street type of, I don't even know how to classify, I guess kind of yeah. like it would be more of a street style. I mean, it's not like, um, evening wear you know it's it's more like casual i never really put like a name on it but yeah i guess it would be like more casual um are you into the runway shit when you see like um i i do watch that comes out some of it i watch it a little bit but i'm not like all in i guess um i think that's cool though and and the reason why i'm asking is because and that that's why I, i prefaced it with the whole pop culture experiences i feel like just as we're talking that your opportunity in life where you weren't where you weren't consumed by pop culture mm-hmm. at a young age mm-hmm. where you're now you're focusing on your work so much so that you you can see stuff that inspires you but mm-hmm. you're not so focused on what's going on here and what's going on there yeah, which isn't right. a bad or good yeah, thing yeah, it's yeah. just a unique cool different way of looking yeah, at it and I never seeing, really thought about but that. seeing what you're doing though it's like this isn't like shiesty quality like I mean the bag that my Pride wife has is now. dope at, but, but you should uh and and I really want to get into that so let's talk about what you're doing in in your in your business and when you decided to go headstrong on this you know this has been going on for a long time no i don't is it so you've been doing <laughs> so, this for okay so 2004 oh wow yeah so we're going back um, 18 years here yeah yeah way back so 2004 i uh, i have an 18 year old okay. son and a 20 year old son okay so when my second son was a baby he was born in 2004 i was like determined to find a way to stay at home and maybe that comes from my roots too, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think the I whole world, I hope the whole world two years ago felt I know, that, felt that. I know, so I know. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when he was a baby, I started making bags. Now those bags, I owe everybody a refund. Like <laughs> they, <laughs> they were nothing like what my bags are now. But I was just beginning. And um, what was it about the bags that you're looking at now thinking that they deserve a refund? Uh, you're thinking the quality just, was just. Yeah, was just, the quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, everybody's going to ask for a refund after this podcast. <laughs> um, I, I just started like I like making tons of stuff. Like I never was just focused on bags um, until I started just messing around with them and clothing you know you have to figure out sizing bags you don't like it was 
simple stuff like that that just kept sending me back to bags. Um, but yeah, I started making them in 2004 and, um, I couldn't pull it off staying at home. Okay. So I was do I was working and I was making bags Where were at you working night. At? Um, I worked at Hort. I guess I can, right? Yeah. I, I worked yeah. at Horst um, Construction. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was doing, uh, in the building services department, doing okay. inspections, and then I started doing marketing. And I'm like a very um, behind the scenes type of person. Sure. So marketing was not my thing. Gotcha. Yeah. And I just got kind of pushed into that position. But that motivated me, like, I got to make this work. I, yeah. You know. So my husband and I kind of made an agreement, like... If um, you can match your income, yeah, it was a very practical thing. Like match your income and quit. Yeah, absolutely. So I would work like till four o'clock in the morning and then I would get up at like 730 and go to work. It was just it was a mess for a while, but it took me three years to match my income. And that's consistently working those hours that that late night, early morning. Yeah. Horrible hours. Um. So in 2007, I quit, and then I've been full-time with my business ever since. This is a pretty cool story here, and, and there's different legs I want to I want to try to follow here. But the first one I want to th- I want to start with is um, your husband said match your income. Uh, obviously, you had the support of your husband. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and and from wh- day one, what I think is pretty cool, like when I think a lot of people have a hard time following like a, a passion or a dream, especially when they are working, because it's mm-hmm. that it's that risk factor mm-hmm. of. I don't know what's going to happen and yeah. I'm, I'm losing security. I'm losing my comfortable lifestyle, even though I hate it and I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Uh, but when you have support of your spouse, mm-hmm. it makes things a little bit easier. So you have the support of your husband. Um, it took you three years. So three years to match your income until that happened. That push of I'm um, staying up until four in the morning and getting two and a half hours, three hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the the focused when you're focused on what you're doing? Did you find it even though it was hard? And you mentioned that mm-hmm. already. That it was it was it was hard, mm-hmm. but loving what you're doing makes it a little easier or makes oh, it absolutely. worth it. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's like my job at the time that felt like work, but bags didn't feel like work. Yeah. So it it does make it easier. You just if you're if you're determined to make it work or if you're you know just like there's no out you're doing this and and that's it yeah then you do it you just you just do it thank god i was in my 20s yeah no absolutely (laughs) and that's a great time probably yeah because a lot of people like don't have that opportunity until they're in their 40s like i'm in my 40s and i'm starting to do this and i'm like man i wish like i'm grateful yeah yeah, yeah. god if i could have thought of this 20 years ago yeah so to have that opportunity in your 20s did you catch yourself like while you were at work 
sketching bags or doing oh shit. i was a terrible employee <laughs> terrible i hope my boss doesn't li- well i don't care now yeah but, but it's oh been a long gosh. time who cares I, used to, I think i don't even know when facebook came around i think like oh five maybe oh okay, seven so 05, i used 07. to like log in okay and send my emails because i i that's how i um communicated with a lot of my customers oh so you were oh you were working while you were working it's fair because that I because I think I I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm grateful I have a job where I have an op, I can have like some flexibility, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You were already you were already your side hustle wasn't it wasn't like you were making bags and then after a couple of years you started selling them. You were actually making them. I and was selling the hustle them. was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was selling them. Um, yeah, I never like there was no prep period for me. Yeah. I just started making bags and it was just design them, make them, list them, sell them. Actually, at that time I didn't have my website. I don't when did I start Etsy? That was later. Um So you were mm. just doing it what through so social like, media? I yeah, mean, it was through, through Facebook. social media. It was through Emails. um uh, at that time, a lot of it was word of mouth. Too. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, um, how'd you get your clientele at that like time? Family, friends, friends and, yeah. family. Oh, big time. Friends and family for the first, for a while. Yeah. Purse parties. Yeah. I'll okay. never do it again. What is that? What's but a purse just party? Like I can imagine showing up but, at somebody's house with all my bags. Like, the, please. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you're like hoping that people <laughs> and and they would invite their friends. Got you. Did that a couple times. Not your not um, your thing. No, not my thing. There's something about selling face to face that I don't like because I prefer somebody to see the item and be like, I have to have this. Got you. I don't want them to see me and be like, oh, let me buy this bag for her, this poor girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and, you know, that might not even be the case. But you know what I'm saying? No, like, but I oh, understand. this poor mom, she has two little boys. Yeah. Let me buy this bag. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the whole Girl Scout, uh, Boy Scout type of thing where you're they're outside Lowe's and you walk out and they're like, you want to buy these cookies? And I'm like, yeah. I, I, I wasn't planning on it, but here you are with your but dad. But I sure am. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that was never my thing. But those are things that I did because I yeah. just was like, I'm selling these bags. Yeah. Um, whenever, oh man, I did MySpace. I had a MySpace page. That's right. Yeah, I forgot That's about taken that. Well, it that way, time, way, yeah. way back. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, MySpace um, was how I communicated with a store in Hawaii, and that was my first wholesale account. Get out. How'd you do that? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm trying to remember how we even found people on Facebook or, or MySpace. Like how it wasn't like people were recommended. Yeah. I don't were even they? know. I can't remember um, how. So I followed the store and we had a mutual friend. Okay. Um I don't even know like how that all happened, but I know she took a huge chance on me because all of my bags are different. Yeah. So she told me that she would try out 15 bags. And just to like, it was up to me to just send her 15 bags. How, no how did, rhyme or reason. Yeah. How did you pitch it to her? Like, what, what were you? Did you send pictures of what you were doing? I had or? pictures posted on my okay. um, page gotcha. of my bags. And um, I guess like they fit her aesthetic or you know whatever the look of her store was she reached out like to kind you of bohemian yeah so oh, okay. um she had our the mutual friend yes reach out 
to me uh, and then I got in contact with her directly and I would send the bags and she would send me the check. <laughs> I know. <it's> like, <laughs> but yeah, so um that was my first wholesale account. At one time, like I was doing a ton of wholesale, which is also why I was working crazy, crazy hours. Okay, that would make a lot more um, sense, yeah. Yeah. So you were making how many bags a night do you think or is it just like one bag a night or or how, no that no work? several bags a yeah. night um i don't know like how many i i didn't really keep good books okay at that time i knew how much money i was making <laughs> sure. but i didn't really keep track of like my hours and yeah. how many bags i was shipping out or, i think at that i think that makes sense when you're just like i just like i just want to do that's how I am. Yeah. I just want to do what I love doing. Yeah. And it would be cool if somebody else could just do that shit for me. Oh, my gosh. But then at yeah. the same time, I'm a control freak. So I like why. But I also want to make sure that you know what you're doing. So yeah. you, but <laughs> there's times where I'm like, I, I just want to do it. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you were? Oh, yeah. Total you were, yeah. control freak. Like <laughs> as far as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had to have my hand. I still. Yeah. I still have that problem. But that's a good thing <laughs> to, to have. Yeah. Um. So you have your first wholesale account yeah, off of first, MySpace. Yeah. When you sent you, you sent 15 bags, that's a risk factor, isn't it? At that time, you're just yeah. like, I hope you send me a check. Oh, oh, yeah. I I took that risk a lot yeah. of times because I just get, was like, I got to get these things out. You ever get burned? You ever send shit and not get? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. But you learn. And like, you know, things like that that happened are part of the reason why I do business the way that I do it now. Like, yeah. How do you do it now? Um, now, I make as many bags as I want to make, as many bags as I can make. I put them online. Yeah. And they get purchased. There like you there's go. no, um, there's no custom. There's no yeah. ordering. There's no. Oh, you don't do any custom. It's Mm-mm. how it's exactly no, how you want what it. You see is what you get. Yeah, and each bag is unique. So you're each not making multiple. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So, how do you keep yourself? fresh with ideas and and do you just feel, feel it in the like, moment like, um i'm I watching your reels have. i'm watching your reels and i'm like <laughs> you're, you got like a like you're professionally doing some shit so i'm like are you like do you sketch things out are i you, do okay I you do. do i sketch um and then i make the sample and then i i mean i have a fabric stash so i just pull my fabrics um when you I say you make a sample, like what do you? you so make the a, sample bag, like so, when I draw out the bag, the yeah. first one, I kind of know like what size I want it to be. That's all kind of in my head, but I'll draw the shape out and like how I want the straps to be, um, little details, and then I just make one. Nice. And if it turns out good, it turns out good. If it flops, yeah, back to the drawing board. How do you know it flops? Nobody buys the bag. I mean, um. No, that's basically based on function. Okay. You know, like if it just doesn't quite turn out the way that I pictured or. Oh, you mean it flops um, like in your eyes? Yeah, yeah, like you're, yeah. It's not like you. If I'm like, nah, this is not going to. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. So. It happens. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I I would think, I mean, especially like if you are a control freak. Like I know what it's like to be a control freak. <laughs> and I know like I have a, I know like when it comes to my podcast and I'm like. I know what I want this moment to sound like. Yeah. I know when I'm editing, I, when I'm adding, and I'm like, I'll play it back, and I'm and everyone's like, that's actually really good. And I'm like, Mm-mm. it ain't what yeah. I want. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, do you? Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, I would think yeah. it's. It, what, 
it's a good thing to have though but mm-hmm. i'm sure i'm sure do you ever drive yourself crazy with it you're like god guy oh yeah i probably got had three bags done by now but i'm still exactly. dicking around with this like one. there's yeah. times where i'll just have this idea and i have to make it like when that happens it's like instant like and i'm so glad that i have the freedom to do that like yeah if i want to work all night i can work all night and sleep all day you know like yeah. i have that freedom um but there's times where i'll spend eight hours on a bag just because it's a brand new bag and then i'm done with it and i'm like it's not what i pictured <laughs> and i'm that stubborn that i'm like throw it out <laughs> yeah so you just throw it out do you ever throw, hold on to something that you don't like and then i do later have on? a bin of bags that i'm just like they're just there just in case you just in case i take a fresh <laughs> look at them but um no i mean most of the time when that when i mess up i'm just like I can't even look at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm I, done I, with it. I know. I know what that's like. And I, I like hearing other people's <laughs> versions and stories of, of that with themselves. Cause it's like, I can't be the only one. Um, no. You mentioned that when you started um, your youngest was born. So then your oldest was two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sure like right now you have an 18 and a 20 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, it's a, you have a little bit more wiggle room and freedom to do what you want to do because you have two young adults. But when yeah. they were younger, how was oh, that? Was how was that trying to you're a mother and you're also trying to wear the cap of mm-hmm. business owner, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and you're doing it all on the fly. It's not yeah, like yeah. you had any like anybody kind of, I'm sure, show you the ropes. It was just Mm-mm. like you just were going off of your own instinct. It, it was hard. It was really hard. I I was willing, though, to like work around their schedules because the trade-off is that I was always there. So even though I'm working, I'm still in the house and they're like interacting with me. Um, not at the house that we're at now, but at a previous house that we lived at, I was working in the family room. Okay. So it was kind of like, um, I was just, you were there with them all the time working, you know, of course you have to kick them out sometimes and do your thing. But, um, they grew up watching me build this business from nothing. Yeah. So they're I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're used to it. Um, but it wasn't easy. But it was not easy. No. Like, oh my gosh. Because sometimes children just dictate your schedule. Yeah, they do. And when you're trying to, when you're trying to do something. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning where it's like, I, I had plans. <laughs> Yeah, you're fucking no, you it didn't. up today. <laughs> like, you I love you, you but I mean, I was supposed to do the work today. So, how did you yeah. like? Did you just find a a balance? Obviously, you know what? The... When they went to school, okay, yeah, school like saved everything. Um, I would work with them while they were in school and stop when they would get out, do the whole dinner thing, and then work in the evenings wow. to make up for whatever else, whatever you know else i had to do right you said that three years it took you three years to, to match your income and mm-hmm. then you you quit and it went um doing your own thing full-time mm-hmm. um it, it the did you experience like a slow progress with um your your elevation with success in your business or did you find like there were ups and downs and you still stuck with it how was it for you um it was it was a slow progress so it started out like really really slow like um you know selling what i could sell and of course like making a bag took me way longer than it does now okay you know so um 
I wasn't making good money. I was just determined, you know, to stick with it. It started out like super part time. Um, I don't know it. The whole every every year has gotten better. So yeah. even from then, you know, starting out making just a little bit of money, I've never had a year where I'm like, what am I doing this for? Okay. I've always had like one year um, top the, the previous. OK, OK. Well, so that's thankfully, good. you know, it's always been like that. I've never had a time where I'm like, you know, is this my time okay. to quit? You know, gotcha. like, should I throw in the towel? Yeah. That Do you think that happened? was just that was because of your mentality? Do you feel like you were just fortunate enough to not have those moments presented to you? Because sometimes people are just like, I guess, looking back. Yeah, I, I could have buckled, but I just, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that try to start their own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't realize the commitment and the sacrifice that yeah. it's going to take and the mental like fortitude, if you want to call it that, like you got to be willing to eat shit for a little bit. Knowing, oh, absolutely. Like knowing what you see coming. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that. I know. And I see it all the time. I love trying to help people start businesses or, you know, um, people have talents that they don't act on, you know, and I'm like, you can, yeah, you can make money from that. But like some people don't have the other half that you need to have. And that's the consistency and yeah. just yeah. not quitting. Yeah. Taking advantage of the opportunity that you have. Mm-hmm. Like you knew that you had the vision and you knew that you were going to make that effort. But mm-hmm. then you also had your husband's support. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so it was almost like you didn't squander that. You knew. Yeah. I, I, it's, I can make this happen. I have. There's no reason why. There's a lot of people that have. Like you said, it's like you have the skill, you have the talent, you've got people that will support you, but you're not taking advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. Um, I feel really lucky. I think that in my situation, because of my husband's support and because he always like just pushed me um, to keep working, if I didn't have that, even finding, you know, like that's not just like emotional support and all it's also the financial support of yeah you know if i was a single mom with two kids it could have turned out completely different but having his support um definitely allowed me the time to make it work because the amount of years (laughs) that it took me yeah to get to a point where i'm like okay yeah okay we're really doing this you know like where financially it made sense, where it, it was the full package. Okay. That took a lot of years sure. to get you know, to that point where I feel like if I got a job now, I wouldn't be able to make you know, what I'm making from my business. But anyway, that, it's, that was a slow progression. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, and I'm sure like when you're in the moment, you don't realize it until you take a step back and you're like, yeah. oh, look how far I've come. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This wasn't easy. And man, this this took a while. Mennonite having these uh, these curious moments of 
wondering what what fashion is all about having the sneak magazines i think these all were little moments in her life that led her to the road of there's something else out there i want to go look for it and you know here she is now uh, making these dope ass bags this this focus that she has is is clear i think it has to do a lot with the fact that she was never really absorbed by media at a young age um but just enough where the intrigue really uh, pushes her to to create and i think that's what's inspiring um the second half of this interview with janelle and we're gonna, we're gonna get to learn about how she met her husband her husband dave uh, we're going to talk about many different things, how people expect, you know, to get custom made things and why she no longer does that and wanting to say yes. And then finally realizing that, you know, saying no, as hard as it was, it, it was the way to go. Uh, we're going to get into why Lancaster for her is, is, you know, the support that she would love to get from Lancaster is on her priority list and it's starting. It's just starting, but for a while it was really, really tough to not get that local love. I hope you're enjoying episode 48 with Janelle Almodovar because I definitely did. I had a blast and I want to get right back into it. Here we are, second half, starting right now. David. David. So when did you and David meet? So David and I worked at the outlets. Okay. What? Which one? Tanger? Yeah. Get up. So you were so, always, well, where at? Well, where, where at? So where I was at the, the big polo. Okay. So you were surrounded at, by fashion all the time. Oh, and that, that shaped me too, because, okay. So I was at the big polo and sure. he was at the polo jeans. Okay. And I was okay. like, I see you. Like, <laughs> uh, we were friends for a while and then we started dating. But at Polo, when I worked there, um, I just worked in the women's department, just regular retail job. And then I got pulled aside and they were like, what do you think about doing the creative services position? Um, we think you can do it. Like, And that was to um, be the window dresser. Okay. So to set up the window displays. Yeah. And dress the mannequins. So they give somebody that freedom to do that shit. Yeah, I never. I, was that just them, or was that a, a, was that I a common thing? I don't know thing? if that's common. I know polo. Um, for polo, it's common. It's a. I actually, I don't know if that position wow. exists anymore. But at the time, I um, got that promotion. I I was like nineteen, twenty. Okay. And I would travel. Um, I had. They gave me three stores. So I would go from store to store and I would do the window displays. They would give me like the um, the theme. Okay. And I would go do the vintage shopping and like put the scene together. Because at that time it was like super involved. Like for the Christmas scene, you're actually putting up a Christmas tree and getting like the vintage wooden sleds and painting the walls. Oh, so wow. it was like a super inspiring so this wasn't just fashion. You were actually involved in the the display period. Yeah, yeah. Everything so that everything the, that went with that image. 
Yeah. The, the wall, the paint, yeah, the yeah, Christmas everything. tree, the sled. Yeah. I don't know why they gave me that. But, well, uh, I, I think it's pretty cool. Not... Like, what, what, you don't know why they, 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 they you said, said they, th- they saw something in you. Yeah, they said, you dress different than everybody else in here. <laughs> 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 you want to try something? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that um, for, I don't even know how long, maybe like a year. Do they, um, do they just give you like here? Are the, here are the clothes we want you to use, or do you have full reign at what how you want to? So for set the, the clothing, um, I had full reign like to wow. dress the mannequins, um, but for the windows, like that was a little more sure. controlled. Sure, that, um, that that had to have been fun. Oh my gosh, yeah, I yeah. loved it. So I'd get to travel, you know, like travel around and um, buy the stuff. But when I'm just dressing the mannequins, that was just pulling, you know, off the floor and sure. Um, but you got to you them. got to like decide what they were wearing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And then I went up to you know my potential boyfriend's store. Oh, okay. And dressed those mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> How, did you hang around that store a little longer? A little longer, yeah, a little longer. <laughs> But was there a, a common, a mutual flirt between you both or were you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where that's how we met. Um, and uh, two years later, we got married. Get out. Yeah. Well, actually, three. So I was 23. That's all. But that's so cool. Young love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and that's, now I'm 43. And that's got to be a beautiful thing. You ever sit back? Yeah, I mean, I'm, and I'm, you know, something I say to all the guests and I'm, I try not to, but it comes out as like <laughs> I'm listening to what we're talking about because I genuinely do. And I'm like, I'm like, wow. So uh, this journey of yours so far as we're talking 20 years, 20 years together. Mm-hmm. The, so he's been by your side um, during your entire like endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm, I'm assuming, and obviously, I want you to 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 talk about this. But he's been by your side, so he is your support, your right hand, your your rock. Is is yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. A lot of people don't have that, and and um, what I like when I talk to people, and I and I've talked to both sides, but I I personally have it, and so mm-hmm. I know what that's like. Oh yeah, it's it's the most amazing thing. It's that support is unreal. Yeah. I can't imagine doing what I do without that support. Like I'm I feel like I'm living my dream. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I'm super thankful. Yeah. One of the things I I try to work on is like the um like I feel guilty for taking time to mm-hmm. do my shit, mm-hmm. but I've never been made to feel guilty. It's yeah. always just been me. Yeah, yeah. Like man, like I feel bad that You've got to take care of the girls. Yeah, yeah, I have four kids, but my two oldest are from my first marriage. They, mm-hmm. don't, you know, they can take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, I'm worried about them, but the little girls, man, they yeah. can get they can get a handful. Yeah. So, did you ever experience that, or or or, or was it different for you? Were you able to, I, to lock in and not really think about like was no, he able to I hold things down for you? Um, I definitely felt some guilt. Because the time involved, I don't think people, I mean, I know you get it, but I don't think people really grasp how dedicated you have to be for something to actually work out, for it to actually be real, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not only like 
hours. It's also like emotionally draining. It's, (laughs) it's so much like the stress is, it's, it's different. It's different. You can't clock out from this. Right. You're just, it's just here (laughs) all the time, you know? So it's, um, it's a different type of stress, I think, but the trade-off is the freedom yeah that you get from being your own boss yeah and that's what i look forward to Mm -hmm. one day and and i appreciate you saying that because Mm -hmm. that is the payoff i would would assume it's like okay this is a pain in the ass but Mm -hmm. what's the alternative yeah um when you said there's so much work involved and and, um i started to smile because you're 100 (laughs) percent right and what i don't think people understand or, or maybe they do, but I don't know if they're able to see it. And I'm learning mm-hmm. is that there's so much work that goes in just to get a little bump of recognition or a little yeah. buzz. Yeah, did, yeah, did yeah. you experience that? Because you said you I, had moments where it was like slow and you were making bags and and you were ta- you joked around about people may may want their money back. But did you did you <laughs> go through a moment where it's like I'm putting all these hours in mm-hmm. just for one person to like my shit? Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. I, um, so I feel like for me personally, um, I got a lot of love on social media from. Now, okay, so the first couple of years, I really relied heavily on family and friends. But once I started, once I got that first wholesale account, and then I got a second and a third and a fourth, and my stuff was starting to be out there, I just felt like my love was coming from strangers. And I'm like, Lancaster, mm, yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. here. I'm doing where, all this stuff. Where you at? Like with no, yeah. <laughs> exactly. With no recognition. <laughs> and not that it's for recognition, but like. But it feels good to um, get recognized. It feels good to get that local love, yeah. you know, like um, that has changed recently. I feel like it's changed more in the last couple of years. But for a long time, I'm like, man, I'm shipping to um, th- these stores all over the place. Where are you shipping and to? Is it globally? Right now, I'm shipping <laughs> to whoever buys on my website. There you go. But yeah, like all over the place. Yeah. But at at one time I had, um, I would, I had a wholesale account. Of course I had Hawaii. I had, um, in Los Angeles. Wow. I had in Chicago, I had five stores in the Hamptons. I had yeah. a store in Hong Kong. I had, you know, like all over the place I'm shipping these bags and I'm like Lancaster. Yeah. <laughs> Is there is there like a chip on your shoulder that you start to like, y'all going to see me. It sooner did. Or later. It, yeah. it did turn into that because it just it just felt weird to me um, that all of this stuff was going on. And I'm like, personally, you know, me and my husband are celebrating, you know, these things that are happening. But maybe I didn't put myself out there. I, You know, maybe yeah. I didn't make the announcements or you can't just expect people to know stuff. And I know that. Now. Yeah. But it, but there it, it is weird how that works, where it's like yeah. uh, and you, there's a lot of memes on social media where it's like, you know, the family and friends won't support you but it'll be the stranger Mm -hmm. that'll give you the most love and Mm -hmm. and i think that's just part of it and it could be you're right it could be like i I may be naturally just wanting you to to expect to support me but maybe i'm not going the extra mile either way yeah to really put myself right but either way there is a chip 
on my shoulder. A little I'm bit, like, yeah. I, I'm trying not to remember <laughs> this, but I'm not going to forget it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. I don't know. But then again, like social media has opened that world. Yeah. Like where would my business even be if it wasn't for the internet, yeah. for my website, oh my for yeah. Instagram? But I don't utilizing know. utilizing uh, social media, have you learned? I mean, your business took off right at the beginning of social media with Facebook. There was yeah, no Facebook. Yeah. There was no Twitter. There was no. And as your business started, they all came into play. So did you learn how to start utilizing them for your business early oh, on? Oh yeah, or no? definitely. Yeah, I would think, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I took full advantage. I mean, that's free marketing. Absolutely. It's as much as you're willing to put yourself out there, and I still kind of have to force myself sometimes. But people really want to genuinely see you if you know if they're buying into your brand they want to get to know you yeah so as long as you are you know giving people a peek into what you're doing in your life um you just kind of build your your uh, you bring your people yeah i don't know your how tribe, to say your, yeah, 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 yeah 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 so um where was i going with that I don't know. <laughs> no, we're, there, there's no, we're not going anywhere and everywhere at the same time. No, I, I completely get it. And um, you're right. I, especially with what I'm doing, I'm like, man, I don't like, I'm super grateful. Not only that it's the platform is here yeah. where I can do it, but that I, I know how to do it. And yeah. I'm like, I'm super grateful that I, I'm taking advantage of it. Yeah. And, and that goes back to like, man, I wish I would have thought about this, you know, 20 years ago. But it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's never too late. Yeah. Have you have you found your, you said that just recently now you're starting to get uh, love locally? Have uh, do you do you experience any like networking uh, uh, with people in your business or is it more so just the people I, that are um, buying your, your work? I don't do networking. Yeah, I, I really don't. um I don't do shows. I don't do networking. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't come naturally to me. I don't feel like I, mean, I'm don't, feel, like, I don't think you have to, right? I mean, it's not like, no, you're, no, like I feel, um, I know that, that, you know, meet and greets are so popular yeah. and people want to do all that stuff, but I never saw any of that. Please don't judge me. I never saw any of that stuff turn into money. No, I'm not judging you. So. <laughs> I completely get it. I it's I completely get it. Absolutely. So I'm always gonna do what makes sense. Sure. So if my time is best spent producing and promoting myself online and getting that stuff listed, it's like such a for me it's become such a simple process of just making items, putting them out there on social media and saying this is going to be online in 30 minutes. Gotcha. And then, you know. Gotcha. So, um, but that took me a long time to get there, to say no to all the other stuff and to what just you know you, that. What do you mean it took you time to say no? Like you, you were able to so say I no? So I used or? to get yanked into like. Oh, okay. <laughs> doing all the things. Oh, so you were or you were, you've had, you have experience doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like when I used to sell wholesale, it required, you know, like appearances and, um, things like that, you know, like, yeah. um, my time would be taken away from just producing. And honestly, I'm happy. I'm happier 
to just make bags yeah. and put them out there. Yeah, I think the cool, like one of the cool common denominators when I listen to not just to people I interview, but like other like podcasts or just people like in general, it's like when people are doing what they love, when they when they are in the position to say no, mm-hmm. that's got to That's that's the ticket. That's yeah, the yeah, goal yeah. is I want to be in the, the position goal. where I can push things away and say, yeah. I don't need that because now you're in a position where you can flex and you've earned it. You've earned that that spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is, is that where you yeah I was about to say is that where you find yourself so <laughs> you were you were ever. dragged into those events those experiences yeah. and now you're on the other end I don't and so want you to. yeah you can appreciate them <laughs> it's I, that simple I are don't you want more to. Are, are you more like an introvert than an introvert? I am such a homebody yeah, I'm such an so introvert I, yeah. I just I don't know like showing face every now and then I know it's a good thing yeah but like for the most part. You can find me at home. Yeah, my my <laughs> wife is the extrovert, and so I'm the my intro- husband's okay, like that yeah. too. And I'm like, ah, we got to go out again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doing this podcast has has like helped me. Like I break out a, a little yeah. bit, and I needed to, but. Like I tell everybody, like don't get it twisted. Like the minute I have an opportunity, <laughs> there's times where she's like. Um, we got a busy month, and I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, uh, no, and then you're gonna be exhausted because <laughs> yeah. when you're an introvert and oh you have gosh. to do all that yeah. stuff, oh my gosh, yeah, talking it's to people, and, yeah. I'm like, and they're like, wow, you're an introvert and you're interviewing people for a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I know That's it is crazy. what it is, but it, it's just my brain just turns on differently. Like yeah, I can, I'm controlling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not I like that. I've been in, I've been interviewed. A couple times mm-hmm. and I, I was feeling that like oh this is what it feels like to be on this end of it like I don't like it I'm not in control you're of that not ca- controlling right it. I think that's why I got nervous because I I'm just yeah, like what, you're used what's he to, gonna ask me I don't yeah, know <laughs> yeah but I, I totally get it and I like <laughs> I, I, I like um the cool thing is like you're an introvert but you still found a way to navigate and and take your stake Yeah, I feel like um, for some reason, putting my work out there was never hard for me. Um, I don't know why, because people ask me that all the time. Like, I'm making these things, but I I just cannot bring myself to put it online. I can't bring myself to, like, put it out there because it feels so personal. You know, like when even I, I mean, and I totally get that, like each bag that I make if it does feel personal. So, you know, if the feedback comes back sure. in a way that I don't like, I'm like, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I was really <laughs> but, feeling that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Like I never had trouble putting my work out there. And maybe that is because I started on social media when everything was the beginning, Sure, you know? So I'm just used to it. Just, this is it. I just naturally just put it out there. But, um, would you ask me? <laughs> oh no! No, I can't. Have to edit I can't remember. <laughs> no, I can't remember what I was asking. That's the. I was. Uh, I can't remember what I was asking. Janelle, I'm sorry. It's. That's where. See, this happens sometimes. Oh it's gosh. okay. I was enjoying the conversation. That's all I know. Um,
talking about using social media and and yeah 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 and you were able to utilize that from from its conception pretty much so yeah um you're riding that wave i, I know bags are your your baby and yeah. you love making bags but you are making jackets as well or or so yeah the jackets um are vintage military jackets okay and you know they're worn they're a little beat up and then i do the quilting on the back of them so um i sell them on my website and then i also sell them to this is my single and only um wholesale account i sell them to a store in philly called the sable collective and um she sells she sells a ton of them oh really so i yeah i still do those wholesale but all other wholesale i cut off i only sell through my website and that actually happened because of covid um when covid first happened and things shut down um i couldn't get supplies oh wow so you know things that i would order a hundred of at a time i'm getting like 10 wow so wholesale orders, I was like, I, I got to fill my yeah. website. I can't. I didn't think about that. I know it happened every with uh, with everything else. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about like, so like fabrics and shit like everything. that. Like everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But it, it actually ended up being the best thing ever. So it, I, I knew that my ultimate goal was to push all of my traffic onto my website. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that's full retail. Wholesale obviously is a discount. Um, but the reason I did wholesale for so long is because I'm just reaching people that I normally wouldn't be able to reach. So I'm reaching a store's whole clientele Yeah. by, you know, keeping that account. Um, but yeah, when COVID happened, I decided to, well, it basically made the decision for me, Sure. you know, that wholesale was going to be done. And, um, since then, I've just been stocking my website and driving like all the traffic to my website. And the way people shop online now oh, versus yeah. how it was like that was a really life changing event. Sure. Yeah. And for me being in the position of only wanting to sell online. Yeah, that was it, like like worked yeah. perfectly if I'm not ignorant to say that no you know? no like, no thank it, you covid that, yeah but that's the thing like uh, a lot of people that i've spoken with when we talk covid comes up often mm-hmm. and i'm it, sure yeah and it's like the i i you know everybody says that you know not i don't want to make light and it's like no we i totally yeah. get it because um yeah it was a horrible time obviously yeah but there's other stories to be heard and one of them is like what did people do to adapt to that that shift of everything is shut down Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. it wasn't like get ready in a month Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people took advantage of that opportunity and you already um finding your sweet spot online and preferring it that way i'm Mm -hmm. sure when that happened it was just like holy shit was there like a a huge jump in sales for you there was yeah absolutely it um yeah it was actually crazy yeah could you Um, keep up with it or like how, how was that for you yeah i kept up with it because um i think doing the wholesale orders like selling 50 to 100 bags at a time to a store kind of prepped me and then okay knowing that um all that profit is mine is also 
super motivating. Like, yeah. wow, okay, I just made 50 bags for a store. What if I make 50 bags and just put them online? Yeah. And then they would sell. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what if I make 100 bags yeah. and I put them so online? So you just keep and then they upping sell. the ante. Yeah. Yeah, so it actually, it worked out fine. Um, there's always times where I'm like, all right, this is a lot. Like, I'm I'm working a lot. But then a slow time will come. It all evens out. Sure. Do you ever so, take breaks? Do you ever take like a, I'm going I'm to take a, some time off or i'll take like a week yeah <laughs> <laughs> this summer i took two weeks off <laughs> i don't know it's like Did your husband ever like hard. you know oh yeah take chill a break. out yeah. like, <laughs> no i don't <laughs> i don't see myself as a workaholic only because like i genuinely love it yeah like i yeah. really love it so it doesn't feel like um it just feels different but yeah, I try to give myself breaks. Sure. How long does it take you to to fifty to hundred bags? Like, what's the turnaround time for that? Like, um, so a, if a store is ordering fifty bags, I'll tell them two weeks. Okay. So wow. I mean, that's pretty fast. I'm, Gotta do it. <laughs> how long? What are you doing? Said, this, how many um, hours are you working there? Are you still not so keeping like, track of your hours or? I really don't. Um, I mean, I can give you like a general sure, yeah. like idea of a typical day. Um, but like I have it now. The way that I work is like I'll cut out all the liners okay. and prep all the handles. And oh, okay. prep. It's like a production. Line. Sure. So it's pretty time efficient. Um, you prefer it that way? Like orderly yeah, yeah and- I prefer it that way for big orders like that. If I did them one at a time. Oh my God. I think I'd lose my mind, but because I do it that way, it really helps. Um, and yeah, it's all about prep. It's yeah. all, it's all yeah. about just took you a while to find that routine. Oh or? yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, I would think. For sure. I feel like when you have a creative brain, like you just go down rabbit holes. Yeah. Like, so I <laughs> had to really, <laughs> thank you, you for that? saying that. <laughs> I want my wife to hear that. <laughs> it's just, really sometimes hard. she doesn't like, understand my thought process. I'm yeah. like, I can't explain it to you. No, it, you, I'm gonna try and explain <laughs> it right now. No, it's really hard to like stay focused. So I had to train myself to okay, if you dedicate Monday to doing this job and Tuesday to doing this job and Wednesday to doing this job, by the end of the week, it's all gonna come together. Gotcha. But that was really hard for me at first because. I always have an idea. Yeah. I always have something that I'm like, ooh, should I try that quick or should I get this job done? Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. like, it's just, it's it's hard. Like, it's hard to st- maybe I need not to stay focused, but there's, time, yeah, there's times where, and I find that with like, even when it's stuff not related to the podcast or to mm-hmm. what I'm doing, it's like, it's like the way I clean is like, I'm cleaning and the next thing you know, my brain's like, you know, we should... <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, why am I Wait, over what? here? I thought you were clean. I was, yeah, but I'm yeah, cleaning yeah. this now. So I think it's just the way my brain's wired. But yeah, yeah. it is. It's you go down rabbit holes. Yeah, and you have to honor the idea. You yeah, have, it's almost like I, but I feel it. It's itching. I need to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need yeah. to see it come to fruition. Yeah, right now. that you know, it's funny because that actually ties in with when I was talking about like saying no to stuff. Yeah. So. As um, a person that makes things, people always have an idea. Can you make this for me? 
Can you make uh, this for me? Yeah. Can well, I know you can, but I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like at first I was so set on like I'm gonna make this work however it's gonna work, and I would just absorb everybody's ideas. Like, mm. oh, let me see. Yeah, I'll try to make it. Um, you know, and that is time consuming, first of all, but I was so desperate just to like make it profitable, like anything, you know, so all jobs were welcome. Yeah. But when I got to the point where I was, I felt like I was kind of burning out a little bit. Okay. So yeah. Um, and started saying no and, um, just shutting things down. Yeah. Like flat no to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was, was that difficult or? It was very hard for me. I'm naturally like a people pleaser. Yeah. So it was hard for me at first, but as soon as I started to like experience the benefits of um, really staying true to what I wanted to do. Yeah. And to my plan and, you know, just like really, really staying focused on the look of my bags and just simplifying it. I felt like I simplified my business by saying no to all the extra stuff. And I saw like an immediate return. Nice. Um, just because I was able to stay focused, I guess. Yeah. It's that goes back to like, um, there's a risk factor where you're like, Mm -hmm. I, I, I have to honor myself, but I hope this doesn't hurt me, Mm -hmm. but I'm Mm -hmm. just going to, take this jump and say no and then yeah and then see what happens yeah but at least i can sleep at night and i'm i'm yeah you know it's i have to honor i have to honor myself i mm-hmm. i think um that goes back to when we talked earlier like that's a good problem to have when you can say no yeah I, i'm 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 the kind of person that's like um um i'm somewhat of a people pleaser like obviously it's especially when you're trying to do something you're gonna like that i wasn't thinking about that but i mean if it's gonna get more eyes on Mm -hmm. what i'm doing Mm -hmm. but then after a while yeah you start to lose especially when you want to each one of your bags is unique so you don't have two that are the same to get Mm -hmm. people's requests is like "Eh, i kind of like letting letting my my creativity kind of take the wheel yeah I would yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. how that, that it, it is for you. Yeah, very much. Um, it was custom orders were so stressful for me yeah. because, you know, people are giving you these ideas and you're not always going to like what you're making for them, you yeah. know, and then it's out there. It's out there in the world and your labels on it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that sounds ridiculous. But like for me, it was just I, like, I don't think eh. so. yeah, well, if you're not, if your heart's not in it, then it's yeah. like, and then it's like, oh, well, this isn't really what I wanted. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't want to yeah. make it anyway. <laughs> I, exactly. I knew it wasn't going to look good. I just didn't want to tell you. <laughs> um, something that I, I noticed was, are you, and correct me if I'm wrong, are you involved in a charity or there's something? In, oh, I just um, was asked to start teaching a sewing class for Claire House. Okay. What is for Claire the, House? It's... Um, a women's shelter okay in lancaster so i'm so excited wow i um it's just gonna be a simple sewing class like very um basic stuff hand stitching repairs um buttons yeah but it's a good life skill yeah well absolutely yeah. it will absolutely can come in handy where how, how did that come about did someone reach so, out to you yeah yeah the um house manager 
reached nice. out to me to see if I would be interested in teaching workshops there. So I'm really excited. Yeah, that's got to be yeah. such a dope feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm putting together um, kits, okay. like a sewing kit yeah. for each woman. And um, yeah, it'll so be, I think it'll be cool. When, is that, when does that start? That is actually starting on the 24th of, of October. this month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, you just lit up. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I can tell I that it's very, very important to you. <laughs> it feels like, um, I don't know. I just love, it's just, it's just a good yeah. feeling to be able to do that. And um, that's another thing, like, that'll be a little bit out of my comfort zone. Yeah, but, but I can, like, but you're excited, though. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Cool. Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. Are you going to post about that at all or if if i'm allowed i got will. you i don't know if um i don't know how much i'll be able to post yeah i never thought or about if that, i can yeah. show faces or uh i'm not sure yeah but if i can i definitely will i think that's such a cool thing i um i'm gonna look them up because i, I didn't even know that, that there was such a shelter and i think doing something giving back so you yeah, about giving yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the community but giving back to a community in that regard that specific yeah. Um, that's, that's a, a pretty dope thing. And like you said, it's a trade really to be able yeah. to, uh, my stepdad is a tailor and, oh, nice. and so, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I, for the past 20 years, I've been really fortunate and lucky enough yeah. where I haven't had to pay for things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's like the little things where, and my wife will also fix some things, but I'm talking like, yeah. Taylor's might fix my suit or he's done dresses in the family so yeah that's I, the only amazing. reason I bring that up is because I'm like you do this so well that's that's a great trade to have and obviously and he's been doing it for 40 years or so yeah there, you know but um you're right it's a it's a it's a great trade to have so it really is. I, I commend you for for stepping out of your comfort zone and yeah. providing that that information you know and that education yeah for other women you know i think that's that's pretty cool yeah i think it'll be a lot of fun what do you look forward to um with your business um in the next like five like five to ten years what do you have a i a plan or no um a goal i really don't like ever try to plan i just go with the flow um but i would at some point i would like to introduce like a higher end line of bags, like really exclusive um, leather, you know, all different types of materials, but like a really high end line where I'm just putting out like a one of one. um, Okay. I mean, everything I make now is very unique, but these would be like, so the bags, yeah, the bags that I make now, like even though the fabrics are unique, I'm still making the same style bag over and over and over. Sure. So I would like to do some exclusive stuff at some point. But as far as, um, I don't know, I feel like my goals are not the typical um, stuff that you hear. Like, I don't I don't really want to expand. I don't. (laughs) No, but I like it. Yeah, Yeah. I really like um, if it's not broke, you don't want to fix it. Exactly. Exactly. It's like such a good flow that I I. I really like what I'm doing right now. Um, so as long as I can ride this wave, yeah, I'll keep on. Why not? Yeah. I, um, yeah. Nice. And you're, you're just sticking the bags. Yeah. 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 Like maybe some apparel, but that'll be more for like marketing stuff. But, um, yeah, 
Bags. Do you, uh, do you do things like uh, do the seasons play a role in what you make or is it the, the I no. used to and um, I stopped. I find that um, that that doesn't really play as much of a part anymore. Gotcha. Um, I do colorful all year round now. Yeah. I think people expect it from me um, when I tried other things like I think for stores they they wanted that you know like sure, can you yeah. give us a fall line can it, but it never sold um as well so it, i do summer all year yeah. round <laughs> yeah 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 i feel like again if it's not broke you don't yeah. want to fix it but it's cool that you have at least like dabbled yeah in it tried. And tried it yeah yeah uh, it's not like you were like no i don't want to do that and and sometimes you got to try it to yeah to see what what comes out of it but yeah um, i really appreciate you stopping by and and talking about this because this is a world i know nothing about <laughs> like again like i i don't know nothing about bags and yeah. whatnot and then so i'm just like i see my wife with this dope ass bag and i'm like that's that's pretty cool but i, I know it. nothing about fashion i know nothing about <laughs> you know like what what the people that are in the fashion what they're looking for what they enjoy so yeah this has been a pretty dope conversation um i think you handled yourself pretty well for, for i don't think you <laughs> sound nervous time, oh, thank you thank you thank you so much for having me i appreciate Absolutely. it i hope i hope that um well, we get more eyes on on the name the name of your business is again i'm sorry jay almadovar there you go that's a yes. dot com at the end and we can yep, go check yep. you out there and and start and we're talking about specifically people in Lancaster too, right? You gotta get more eyes on the <laughs> oh prize. Oh my gosh. I was, I'm sorry, Lancaster. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is what it is. Y'all gotta wake the hell up. It's just a dope ass bag. But Janelle, thank you very much for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you once again to Janelle Almodovar for stopping by the Journeyman Chronicles, sitting down, chatting with the journeyman. Uh, we never met before. I didn't really know much about her until she showed up. And I'm happy that I got to know her. She's very kind, like I said. Uh, and I, I got a feeling that there's there's a big ceiling, a very tall ceiling here. I wouldn't be surprised if Janelle's doing big things with her bags. I mean, I can see celebrities wearing them. I can see them being in movies and in magazines that we read across this country, across the world. The drive that you see that she's doing, she's dedicated 18 years working, you know, at a full-time job and then staying up until 4.30 in the morning working on your your side hustle to sleep for a couple hours to go back at it and how can you not want to support that uh i will have that website in the description of this episode the link will be in the description uh and and check her out check her bags check her jackets out check her fashion this shit's dope and support it that's local shit right here in lancaster so listen uh like I said, I don't know much about fashion. I'm not. The podcast isn't, you know, fashion themed, but the journey is, and, and she's got one hell of a journey, and and I had a great time. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this episode, Janelle. Thank you very much. Next week for my Thanksgiving episode, I sit down with Dio Izzy, my wife's uncle and godfather. Israel Flores stops by my house and chats with me about his journey, and you're not going to want to miss it. And as always, remember, maintain focus and stay continuous through all four seasons. My name is Felix C. Arroyo, and these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Y'all be safe.